Welcome to the Oxygen Mask Podcast. If you're here as a parent or caregiver, educator or grandparent, we are glad to have you listening. This podcast is geared for the autism parent, but we welcome and invite all who are drawn to be here with us. I'm Beth and I'm your host. The title of this podcast, The Oxygen Mask, is based on a metaphor. Just as you're instructed on an airplane to put on your own oxygen mask before helping others, we believe we need to practice helping ourselves as parents so we can best help our children. And at the beginning of every episode, we're gonna take that metaphor and turn it into a concrete practice. Pausing just a few times every day to quiet our busy minds and breathe into our bellies provides stress-reducing neurochemicals. With practice over time, we actually build pathways in our brain that help reduce our stress response. So even if you hit play on this podcast, ready to enter multitasking mode, please take a moment of pause for yourself. Close your eyes and bring your attention to your feet as they contact the surface beneath them, rooting you to this place, this moment. Roll your shoulders back and let them settle in a strong, relaxed posture. Take a belly breath in through your nose. Feel the sensation of air at the rims of your nostrils, curling through the back of your throat. Exhale slowly, noticing your chest fall and your belly soften. Draw another deep breath in. Envision cool air swirling up to your forehead, around and even inside your skull. Exhale, letting the cool air flow down the back of your neck, across and inside your shoulders and down your back. Bring your attention to your face as you take a final cleansing breath in. Notice your temples, eyebrows, and jaw. Whatever you find there, let it be. At the top of your in-breath, bend your elbows and softly place your hands on your hips. Exhale slowly, perhaps letting a smile curl the corners of your mouth. Hold this posture for a few seconds as you open your eyes. Again, welcome. We are so glad you're here. All right. Hello and welcome to the Oxygen Mask Podcast. We're recording on kind of a cloudy spring day, and we've got just a few, at least in my district, a few school days left, so there's sort of this anticipation and energy. Today, I'm really pleased to have a friend and colleague with me. Shannon Andreessen is on the podcast today, and she's my predecessor as Executive Director of Communities Engaging Autism, and also one of the people I've taken on board as one of my mama mentors on this parenting walk with a child on the spectrum. So Shannon, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Beth. It's good to be here. So tell us just a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. I have um, an 18-year-old child who was diagnosed on the spectrum at, at the time. The age of two was a pretty early diagnosis for that time actually just shy of their second birthday. Um, and so, yeah, been active and involved in that learning journey and um, for quite some time. And I have another child who I call delightfully quirky and work um, often with the schools. So it, it's an important piece of our lifespan rhythm to be coming up at the 
time of transition into summer. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a good time to have this conversation because we often as parents of children with special needs are really grappling with what does that transition look like? And it often doesn't have the same feeling of excitement that I think neurotypical families enjoy. Right, right. Yeah, it is yeah. a little a mix of daunting going into summer, like a yes. lot of ambiguity. And in having that conversation, we're going to draw on some principles and tools within charting the life course, which is a a whole set of things created by the University of Missouri that helps individuals and families with disabilities um, organize, talk about strengths, connections to others, and what makes a good life. One of the things that um, was challenging but also really useful was to look at summer as a time to kind of work on skills to get us ready for the transition in the fall or working on independence. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think when you start reframing, those transitions can look a little less scary and a little more exciting, um, especially with using the, the tools that are part of the life course. Mm-hmm. You can start looking at the summer as a time for support building as opposed to this vast sea. Like I remember looking at summer sometimes, especially when my kids were younger, as just this sea of time, like hours upon hours mm-hmm. upon hours of time. And you're only one person or or two people. And so how do you um, create structure so that your kid and someone said this phrase to me one time that has stuck with me is that structure creates for for most people on the spectrum structure creates just enough pressure so that they feel secure they know Mm. where they are Mm. and there's that sense of security then and so I always viewed my job as creating that structure that sense of security Mm. Um, and you can do it visually or, or just have it, um, built into your day, but, and it can be small things. It doesn't have to be, you know, these amazing over the top experiences like Valley Fair or a (laughs) huge, you know, send away camp. It can be as simple as one of the things that we made sure that we always had in place was, um, continuity of bookended. Um, routines from the school year into summer so you know breakfast okay breakfast would always be the same Mm -hmm. right at the same time and then bedtime routine would always be the same so that created kind of a a bookend to the day a beginning and an end Mm -hmm. and it was the same and there was continuity so the less change Right, right. Sort of like it reminds me when you say bookends, it reminds me of what you said about providing just enough structure that it felt like a reassuring kind of pressure. I love the sensory time connection that you made. Like we are definitely pressure and weighted blanket people and like the spandex hammock, like things with sensory needs. So that really resonates with me. Right. I know we've used summer over the years for things like one of our 
our goals going into school in the fall was that I was no longer, I no longer wanted or could actually be in charge of getting my kid ready in the morning. So Mm -hmm. getting dressed, brushing teeth, all that kind of stuff. And so we worked all summer long um, with different tools like checklists and visual schedules and all that and breaking things down. And by fall, my kid was ready and could get ready in the morning without my help, Hmm. which allowed me then to focus on my younger child. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a lot less stressful in the morning. And starting that process in August, late August, like I, I start my process of school supply shopping or other school prep, that would have been so unrealistic. Like you needed that time. You needed to choose that as a priority over the duration of weeks and months in the summer to make it happen. Right. Yeah. To make it stick almost any, any of that habit change stuff takes time and a lot of patience. And for me, shutting up and stepping back sometimes Mm -hmm. like, right. What's and then observe, like, is that enough structure? Is that, is that enough support? Is that working or not working? And Mm -hmm. yeah, when we're rushed pressure. Yeah. Is it just enough pressure? Right. And when we're rushed or stressed, then I end up stepping in and doing too much. So you need the ease (laughs) that comes with maybe a little more flexibility. So and allow mistakes and allow, you know, slowness, mm-hmm. you know, for my kid, it was putting on socks. Mm-hmm. Felt like to me, that took an eternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to stand there and take a deep breath. It's like there's a mindfulness component to this. I yes. feel like of just be it right here. Don't be we should be on step three by now, but be on right. step one. Where and that's at. a lot easier to do right. in the summer. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, we needed to be in the car five minutes ago and my other kid is screaming down the hall yeah. and you still don't have your socks on. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking about how I started about Lucas saying he doesn't like unstructured and uncertainty and it made a connection in my head. So there's one tool, integrated rest, integrated, I think, support schedule, or basically it's just a chart by half hour of your entire day. Yes. The assumption is that you're sleeping from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Just so you know, not sure if that's going to happen. But like I was just thinking, you know, in elementary schools, there's usually like a period of choice time. Where like, right. Yeah. That's a way to support like this is these are blocks, like you said, your bookends of the day that are consistent. And maybe a period of time that the job at this point is to choose what it is that you want to do. And for us, we're, we have a list now that I've just made of these are options. Remember, these are things you like to do. So let's write down four or five of them. Or so if you wanted to earn money, like you could look at, you know, helping out or something like that. But just to know that it's time for you to choose is somehow a shift in mentality, I think. Then, mm. then Lucas is less likely to see it as uncertain or instantly bored, and he gets kind of resentful of that lack of clarity on what's happening. It's like that's because the onus is on you to figure that out, because that's a skill <laughs> of just mm-hmm. not always being bumped around by external forces, but pausing to say, "What do I actually want or need right now?" And anyway, noticing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And if you have kind of an end goal in sight, it helps then maybe make a, make a choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But just having a menu to choose from is also helpful. Mm -hmm. Like we did a lot of this or that. Oh, early kind on. Of stuff. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like creating again, back to that, you know, structures, pressure, like there's just enough pressure so that they, they can act, they feel secure in acting. Mm -hmm. So if you have a list of options as opposed to, you know, this idea of free time, figure it out. Right. Yeah. Which exactly. can be really discombobulating and, mm -hmm. and um, anxiety producing, I think for some kiddos. Right. And still, I mean, and when they were itty bitty and it was one or you choosing between one or the other, and now maybe it would be five or six things. It doesn't have to be some, you mm -hmm. know, it'll be a, a barrier if it's too much and too many options. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the schedule is really helpful. I think just to get kind of a, an idea of what um, resources and mm -hmm. supports are actually already existing in your life. Um, I think often we, when we think about um, resources or supports for families with um, kids with different needs, it, we often externalize it mm -hmm. and think about, well, what's available out in the community or what kind of therapy can I sign up for? And even like, I think we do that as parents of typical kids too. Like if we think about things for our kids to do, we think about summer camps or classes or mm -hmm. sports, but um, I've often found it really helpful to get closer within our circle of what resources already exist and are here and that we can access um, quite easily. Like there might be a neighbor kid that could fill up an hour and it could be a regular and be on the schedule. Or um, one of the things that I find really helpful is to, when you do these tools with your child, you discover that they are a resource mm -hmm. and that they have so much that's already there that you can tap mm -hmm. into a special interest or a passion or something, a coping skill mm -hmm. that they've developed over time that you may not have even noticed mm -hmm. that could be really helpful to get you through a block of time, mm -hmm. um, like Legos or music yeah. or something. So I think this uh, schedule in particular really helps you, um, because it's separated out into really specific minute blocks um, that you really start discovering, oh, wow, there's actually a lot of abundance already within mm -hmm. our family. Um, and if I just tweak it or I'm more intentional about it, it becomes a resource and a support mm -hmm. to get us into thriving over the summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and this can feel overwhelming and daunting if you're not a scheduled person which I 
was not. Mm-hmm. I'm much more like your daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to be ready to do whatever. Right. And so I really had to adjust myself in order to parent my eldest because it doesn't come naturally mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. me. Like one summer, I can't even remember the age, but um, I was, I had everything mapped out. Um, all these things planned. And for some reason, I hadn't talked with my kid about summer. Right. You start thinking in your head for weeks beforehand and right. shaping it late at night, signing up yes. for things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, like everything was, everything was set. Everything was mapped yeah. out. And I remember I was like, everyone had gone to bed. It was past bedtime. And all of a sudden I heard this clomp, clomp, clomping on the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, and my eldest was coming downstairs and I was about to like, you know, kind of yell, but be firm and like, you know, get back to bed. Mm-hmm. And it just came flying out. What are we doing tomorrow? And I realized mm-hmm. in that moment, even though I had the schedule, it hadn't been communicated. And mm-hmm. so we spent time, I printed out a visual, I color coded it. Okay. And then, you know, my kid was able to go back to bed and everything was fine, Mm. but just kind of that, because I don't need that. Right. I forgot that that was You got it. You got it by, you planned it all and you set it up. So you had what you needed because you made the design. I don't have the need to know. I can roll with whatever shows Mm -hmm. up. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you have a kid, you can't, then it's important to have like, and I like the schedule tool because it forces you to do that mm-hmm. and be really intentional and to map it all out. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to discover um, things that that you might that might go unnoticed. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Beth. I'm pushing the pause button here. I feel like we've um, in shifting perspectives a little bit about summer and noticing some t- smaller details that we might not otherwise pick up on. Um, I feel like it's worth pausing and taking a day or two here to just notice, to think and try on these new lenses that we're proposing here. Um, The schedule tool will be in the show notes if you want to have a look at that um, and think about it. And um, we're going to pick up with another episode next where we really look at a couple of other charting the life course tools, again, that to me feel like a great gratitude practice and an asset um, inventory almost. So um, we'll leave it at that and thank you for listening. And thank you to the Minnesota Department of Human Services for a Family Connection grant that made this podcast episode possible. So we invite you to carry some of what you heard today into your day-to-day. Did you find kernels of joy or reassurance? Where did you feel some resistance? Let us know so we can learn and grow together. You can comment and subscribe to the podcast at Communities Engaging Autism's website, www.ceaforautism.org. Share the podcast with members of your village to strengthen those essential connections. And above all, please secure your own oxygen mask before helping others.